0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel, to the rosary, to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Holo is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox.
1: Oh Lord, my God, Thou searchest me; my heart and mind are known to Thee. Nothing is hidden from Thy eyes, when I sit down and when. I and from afar thou art discerning <coughs> my thoughts and hopes, my secret
2: yearning. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. So we wish you a Merry Christmas, and of course we'll start with Mary, the Mother of God. Beautiful day to celebrate Christmas. Mary, the Mother of God. Mary's the Mother of God. Mary's the mother of church. And Mary's the mother of each and every one of us. Say Merry Christmas to Mary, who loves us so very much. So let's uh, say the beautiful prayer that Mary loves so much, and it's the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So let's turn now and beg the Holy Spirit to help us as always. The Holy Spirit is is so important. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, our guide. The Holy Spirit has many names. And the Holy Spirit is known as the counselor, he's known as the consoler, he's also known as the paraclete, the Holy Spirit is also known as the mutual bond of love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He's also known as the Interior Master, Interior Master, and the Saint Paul says, we don't really know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, Abba. And Abba means Daddy or Father. So let's beg the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of of light, a lot of joy, a lot of peace and great love as we sing to the Holy Spirit inviting him to be with us in this beautiful beautiful day which we celebrate the birthday of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so let's lift up our minds our hearts and our souls in song as we sing
1: Spirit of the Living God full of fresh on me Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh fresh on me. Now in us. Spirit of the Living God. Full of fresh on us. Spirit of the Living God. fall of fresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Fall afresh on us, fall afresh on us. Lady
2: Guadalupe, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Michael, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Faustina, pray for us. St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. So I wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas to you and your family members and as a Christmas gift I'd like to give you something very special and um, I cannot give you anything on a material basis because I have nothing to give in that sense Uh, you know probably as priests we have religious priests we have vows and one is that of poverty so don't have on a material basis uh, I can't offer you anything but I'll offer you something even better is uh I'll be celebrating the mass at 12 o'clock today. That will be my mass and I'll place all of you on the altar that God will bless you with many, many blessings. With a lot of peace, a lot of joy, a lot of happiness, long life and eternal life. That will be my gift that I offer to you. So, um, before I offer you a a Christmas contemplation uh, just the word Christmas Christmas it means if we take it apart Christ mass the mass of Christ Christmas the mass of Christ I mentioned this um, times before in our conversations, one of the films I think that's impressed me and many people most is the film The Great Miracle and this movie The Great Miracle, it shows how we can go from sadness to joy from sadness to joy. And the movie starts off by presenting actually three separate individuals who are going through a very very difficult time and they're in a profound state of desolation. So what happened was Two of the women, one was a young widow, Doña Monica, and an elderly widow, Kata. And then there was a, um, a bus driver who had a son that was dying of terminal cancer. So they all had very serious problems very serious problems. And they were depressed, angry, bitter. But their life was changed. How was their life changed? God sent to them an angel. And the angel Brought all of them to the same place. Brought them to the church. One at a time. The three with the same problem end up in the same place, in the same church. And then the angel sits down next to them and starts to explain to them the whole meaning of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. From the start of the Mass, the very beginning, <clears throat> until the final blessing. So the Mass is explained in great detail. And the three of them participate in the Mass. one of the most important parts of the movie is what is called the Offertory Now on the Mass you have the liturgy of the Word and then you have the liturgy of the Eucharist yes, The movie is The Greatest Miracle Spanish, El Gran Milagro and in this movie The Greatest Miracle one of the most important parts is the offertory and I think this is very important as we celebrate Christmas knowing how to live out the offertory in the angel and one of the things that he says He notices that a couple comes in distracted, really not paying attention. They come in late. They're really not paying attention. And what the angel says is, too bad so many people. So many people today are like that couple that they... They're distracted and they don't really pay attention to what's going on in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. They're not paying attention. So the angel goes on to say, what you have to do is you have to live out Mass. Christmas. Christmas. What is Christmas? It's the Mass of Christ. And he goes on to say, you have to offer, th- you have to offer something. So I'd like to connect our Christmas meditation with Christ Mass, the Mass of Christ. We have to learn how to live the Mass, Christ Mass, the Mass of Christ. And part of it is living the offertory. Vatican II, Sacro Sacrosancta Concilium, which is one of the dogmatic constitutions from Vatican II, says that we have to try to live out the Mass to participate fully, actively, and consciously in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. This is Vatican II Sacrosancta Concilium. Participate fully, actively, and consciously. Now Vatican II is also pointed out in all of your times you get to know the documents of Vatican II, especially the four dogmatic constitutions. De Verbum, Sacrosancta Concilium, Gallaudium its Spes, and Lumen Gentium. Those are the four dogmatic constitutions. The council points out that there are two forms of priesthood. There is what is called ministerial priesthood. Ministerial priesthood means this. Those who are ordained. By a bishop. I happen to be ordained by John Paul II, so I have holy hair. I'm a walking third class relic. How about that? Because if you, something touched by a saint is already a relic. So I'm I'm a living relic. How about that? Not bad, huh? But Vatican II points out that there is ministerial priesthood those who ordained ministers we have what is called an ontological change in our nature. If you're baptized and confirmed you have two characters. The character comes from baptism, the character comes from confirmation. But once ordained you have three characters baptism, confirmation, and holy orders. <coughs> We participate in the priesthood of Christ, in which we're called to offer, offer gifts, and a sacrifice for our sins and the sins of the whole world. But then there's what is called the not simply the ministerial priesthood, which is what I belong to. There are three levels, diaconate, presbyterate, and episcopacy. Episcopacy with a bishop who has the fullness of the priesthood. But then there's what is called the common priesthood of the faithful. And on Christmas, I think it's important that we when to live Christ Mass, understand what that means. It's once you were baptized you're anointed as priest, prophet and king. Priest, prophet and king, you're anointed. Priest, the common priest of the faithful. Prophet, you're called to preach the word of God by word and by example. And king, you are called not simply to dominate but to serve. As Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and give his life in ransom for many. So, you participate in what is called the common priesthood of the faithful. The common priest of the faithful you exercise in a most sublime way when you're participating fully, actively and consciously in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That means by participating fully actively and consciously you're living out what is called your offertory. Now in the parish setting usually in the parish setting you have the Mass that's being offered for some intention often it's someone who's passed away could be an anniversary could be a birthday. Could be a special intention. There's a whole plethora of intentions that can be offered by those who have the mass offer. But that does not mean that you cannot offer what is called a secondary intention. A secondary intention. You can offer as many intentions as you want. Sometimes I have so many intentions I feel that the altar is going to cave in. Actually the more intentions you offer the more pleasing that is to God. Don't forget that God is infinite. God is eternal. God is no beginning and no end. So we don't want to limit God by our own limited conception of God. God can work miracles. As the Archangel Gabriel said, nothing is impossible for God. So living out Christmas is living out the Mass. Living out Christmas is living out the Mass. Yes, Christmas. So I'd like to uh, help you to really live out Christmas by living out the Mass. And if it is such that you cannot go to actual Mass because of the situation and what you find yourself in the pandemic or sickness or old age or you have to watch over uh, an elderly person, a sick person, God understands. But, but try to participate in the virtual mass if you cannot the actual mass. God understands. And Saint Alfonso says a person that makes a fervent spiritual communion can receive a lot of graces. He even says even more graces that someone makes a an actual communion if that person is very fervent. Very fervent. So, the first is this. Once again, going back to the that movie, The Greatest Miracle. It could even be a great movie for you to see with your family today. It's only about 70 minutes. It's not long. It is at the end of the movie, there's a scene at the very end of the movie there's a scene in which the floor of the church actually opens up and as you look down there seems to be individuals in that Lower area. It looks like they're trying to swim. They're suffering. Looks like they're swimming. They can't seem to get out. And that is purgatory. That's purgatory. Which Purgatory is a Catholic doctrine which which teaches that those who die in the state of grace but still need purification from venial sins that they died with or mortal sins that have not been sufficiently expiated, repaired for, then Those sins have to be purified in a place called purgatory. And today Christmas is a day in which God's the gates of God's mercy opens up. And they say that we we have to be born three times. We're born physically. We're born spiritually through baptism. We're also born, as the church teaches, the death of the saint is his birthday into heaven. So be born born physically through baptism and through death. Death into eternal life. So the saint that dies doesn't really die. He just physically dies in his body so his soul can go to heaven. However, If we're still in need of purification, purgatory awaits for us. And the book of Revelation says very clearly, nothing impure can enter into heaven. If you're going to a Christmas party, you're not going to be going with a dirty white shirt, with egg yolk, on your shirt. Of course you're not going to do that. Or, or or chocolate mustache because you're drinking hot chocolate. So heaven is a banquet. In that banquet we have to enter in with great purity of heart, mind and soul. So get, going back to Christmas, the Mass of Christ, as well as the movie clip, "The The Greatest Miracle." The floor is open. You can see these souls swimming and trying to get up, but they can't get out. Then it's a moment of communion. During the movie, there's an elderly widow, very pious very prayerful, but suffering a lot because of loneliness. Her name is Doña Cata, Doña Catalina. So she's approaching Holy Communion with her hands folded with the greatest reverence. And next to her is her guardian angel. And that's another thing we should do also is ask our guardian angel to be with us. To pray more to your guardian angel. To ask your guardian angel to help you to pray better. Ask your guardian angel to help you to be better prepared for communion. And part of Christmas is the, the shepherds hear the angels saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to people of good will. The importance of the angels. They have a very important role in the economy of salvation. So in the movie, the angel appears to be a little boy. Says when Doña Kata receives communion that she is a very pure soul. Her soul is very pleasing to God. So, the more pure our soul is, the more holy we are. The closer we are to God the more we're united to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the more powerful, more efficacious will, will be our Holy Communions. <clears throat> so when she f- receives Holy Communion, related to the souls in purgatory, the floor is open and the angel descends into that lower region and the garden angel goes down and takes a soul and the soul is ascending to heaven with the angel so learning to offer your communion One of the things we should do is to pray and offer communion for the souls in purgatory. They're dependent upon God's mercy, but God's mercy is mediated through our prayers, sacrifices, sufferings, through our offerings, Remember many years ago, I'll tell you an an anecdote, Um, 1974, I I entered into the university, Villanova University, which is uh, on the outskirts of Philadelphia. And one of the things that impressed me most related to our Christmas meditation today was that there was a church on the main line Lancaster and the name of the church was St. Thomas of Villanova he was a Spanish Bishop but entered in and there in a beautiful church, on one of the side walls, there was a mural, a very big mural. And I looked at it, and it just it made a profound impression upon me. And I'll explain it to you. there was a priest that was celebrating the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and he was consecrating the transformation of the host and the wine into the body and blood of Christ. (coughs) He was bent over and right in front of him you could see the fire is a purgatory and you can see the angels descending into purgatory and the angels taking the souls into heaven later on I learned the name of that priest was an Augustinian priest who became a priest especially because he wanted to pray for the souls in purgatory. The name of the priest was and is Saint Nicholas of Tolentino. He was an Augustinian priest and he really wanted to become a priest especially because he wanted to celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass and offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass for the souls in purgatory. I remember that a huge fresco that left a deep impression upon me. So when we had this church built, I told Father Larry if we could still have if we could place on the wall a painting of purgatory. So for the last 20 years in the church of St. Peter Chanel right next to my confessional door there's a painting, it's not that big and the painting is that of purgatory related to the mass. So, I'd like to expand upon that a little bit more. Because when we say Christmas, true, there's so much that can be said. But if we do not have an understanding of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, and its importance for Christmas, I think we've really missed the boat. I think we don't have a full understanding of what Christmas is if we don't relate it to the mass of Christ, and that's what it is, Christ-mass, Christ-mass. So, there's another artistic depiction, and this is... um, This is what that picture in my, near my confessional shows. How the holy sacrifice of the mass, it unites three families. Because to be a Christian Catholic is to enter into family. Enter the family, yes. And our family has three different dimensions. There is the church. The classical depiction of the church is three levels. There is a church triumphant. There is a church militant. And there is the church suffering. So the artistic depiction shows, you can see the priest celebrating Mass. And right, right next to the priest is Jesus Christ. That has to be understood that when the priest is celebrating Mass it's really Christ present. The priest is the alter Christus. He's known as the alter Christus, the other Christ. But then when he's celebrating Mass you can see the three different dimensions. You can see in the upper level You can see the Father, you can see the angels and the saints. So every time we celebrate the Mass, we connect with the Church triumphant. We connect with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We connect with the cherubim, the seraphim, the dominions, the powers, the virtues, the archangels and the the angels. The mass connects us with the angels. And also the mass connects us with the saints. So in that depiction you can see heaven opened. But also when the mass is celebrated you can see the mass celebrated for the people that are living on earth. So you get the church triumphant, then you have what is called the church militant. There you have that world that word militant. Militant, you have the word military. We are in the church militant right now. Now we have to fight the good fight, run the good race. So we can receive the merited crown that is waiting for us. And the merited crown that is waiting for us is the crown of eternal glory. St. Paul says that athletes train themselves to receive a perishable crown, but we have an imperishable crown, and that's eternal glory. So the church militant That's us. We're the soldiers of Christ. We have to fight. Fight until the end. We have to fight against three basic enemies. We have to fight against the devil, the flesh, and the world. And what better way to, to, to fight against the devil, the flesh, and the world than by mass, Christmas, the mass of Christ. The devil is the father of lies and Jesus calls the devil a murderer and a liar from the beginning. Then we have to fight against the flesh Because of original sin we have within us, even after baptism, our fallen human nature. And as St. Paul says, there's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. The flesh battles against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And St. Paul says in one of his letters that the good I know I should do, I ended by doing the exact opposite. Jesus says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus told the apostles, stay awake and pray so that you do not enter into the test. Make your holy hour. Invite all of you to persevere. Make your holy hour of contemplating Jesus born in Bethlehem today. But Jesus born in the Mass, that's my topic today, Chris Mass, the Mass of Christ. So for us to be able to conquer the flesh through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. (coughs) Then the world. We're talking about Christmas related to the Mass. We're talking about an artistic depiction of heaven, church triumphant, earth, church militant, we're in that. Then we have to fight against the world. And according to some spiritual writers, the world is possibly the most dangerous, the most insidious, Many of you have heard of St. Louis de Montfort, True Devotion to Mary. St. Louis de Montfort, he spends the first twelve days of preparation for consecration to Mary. By meditating upon the danger of the world How easy it is for us to be so wrapped up in the world that, for example, for Christmas. (coughs) The meaning for Christmas is Christ. The reason for the season is Jesus Christ. Maybe as a result of this pandemic, this will be our best Christmas. Christmas. Maybe as a result of this pandemic this will be our best Christmas. I believe it. Because the world teaches us that Christmas is eating a lot, drinking, maybe dancing, also often, very, very often sinning a lot getting a lot of possessions, giving to. But we can be so cluttered with the exterior part of the celebration that we forget the meaning behind it. The whole reason for the season, the meaning for Christmas, is the greatest gift. And that gift is Jesus Christ, the Son of Mary. And where is Jesus Christ present? He's present in Chris Mass, the Mass of Christ. So, going back to the whole topic of offertory in the greatest miracle offertory <clears throat> we're talking about how to how to, how to live out Christmas how to live out Christmas by living out the mass so there in that artistic depiction you see the priest celebrating the mass you see heaven opened you see the people in the mass participating. And then you see the ground opened up. And the ground opened up in which angels are going down into that pit of purgatory. They're descending and they're grabbing onto souls and they're flying up to heaven. So, when you participate in Christmas, the Mass of Christ, either online or actually, we actually have the Christmas Mass today here at St. Peter's. No, thanks be to God, at 9.30, then at 12.00 noon. If you're local, we invite you to come. But it's not a sin to miss Mass because of the pandemic the bishops have given us, a dispensation, but if you can participate in Mass, at least online, this should be the very heart of Christmas. I'll say it already the tenth time. Christmas, the Mass of Christ. So I'm focusing on how how we can give by living out the offertory. So the offertory is what we do is we can give this to the hands of our garden angel, give to Mary, our own intentions. as we see in the movie, The Greatest Miracle. And those intentions are placed on the altar. So when the priest lifts up the host and the chalice, which is the body and blood of Christ, your grandfather that passed away, maybe he's been detained in purgatory for a long time, Because of the offertory, and you're living out the Mass by placing it in the hands of the, on the altar, and then on the paten, where the host is present, when the priest is lifting up the host and the chalice, the guardian angel goes down to purgatory <clears throat> and takes your grandfather. And takes them up to heaven. We can never go wrong in praying for the souls in purgatory. For example, my father passed away four years ago. And he's a very good man. And there are many, many masses offered for him. The day of his funeral mass, there were about seven priests that were present there. The church was packed there in Our Lady of Fatima in New London, New Hampshire. And since, many masses have been offered for him. Still, I hope and trust that he's in heaven. I hope and trust. But I can't canonize him. I'm not the pope. So it could have been happened even four four years ago in his funeral mass that he was taken up and taken up to heaven right away. But only God can read the heart. Only God can read the heart. We we can we never go wrong. We never go wrong in praying. Praying fervently. and uniting our prayers to the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We, we never go wrong. And say, for example, my Father is already in heaven. What will God do? God will take those prayers and apply them to another soul. Maybe, maybe an uncle of mine. Maybe some anonymous soul that's been in purgatory for many, many years. But I think we should do all we possibly can out of love. Out of love for God. Love for a neighbor. Love for the suffering. To offer our prayers for our loved ones. But starting starting with the, those people that are maybe most abandoned. Maybe most abandoned, those souls that are detained in purgatory. Okay, then the second intention would be this. We're talking about how to live out Christmas by living out the Mass of Christ. Because my friends, when when the priest <clears throat> when the priest lifts up the host, and he lifts up the chalice, and he says, Take and eat this in my body. And he says, take and drink, this is my blood. Do this in memory of me. What's happening? That Jesus is being born. You see? So I'm giving you today a mystical sacramental interpretation of Christmas because there are so many different interpretations. But I thought I'd give you a mystical, spiritual, sacramental interpretation of Christmas, the Mass of Christ. So when I lift up the chalice and the host and I say those words of consecration then Jesus is being born He's like the inc- he's coming down from heaven to earth He's being born in my hands the consecrated hands of the priest He's being born in my hands. Then when you receive communion he's being born in your soul. So Christmas is the mass of Christ. and your offertory offer to the souls in purgatory. But offer your communion also for your family members. I'm sure there are family members that are maybe very close to you. That are very far away from God. They're very close to you, but they're very far away from God. You want to bring them closer to the baby Jesus. That consecrated host is the baby Jesus. In the diary of St. Faustina, when Father Sopochko would celebrate the Mass, Faustina would sometimes see the little child Jesus on the altar with a big smile. I think we we've never really thought about it that way, but the host that's consecrated is the total Christ. That means even the infant Jesus is present. He's present in that consecrated host. So in your offertory, in your offertory, offer it also for other people. Minerva asked, can the communion be offered for more than one thing? You can offer it for a million things. I said earlier in my talk, sometimes I have so many offerings that I feel that the altar is going to collapse. For example, I'm offering it for you people, I said at the beginning of my talk. My Mass, I probably will have, I may have a, I have a free intention. I'm offering it for you people. I'm offering it for the people in St. Peter Chanel. I'll offer the Mass for my blood family. I'm offering my Mass for the souls in purgatory. I'm offering my Mass for the conversion of sinners. So actually the 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 more intentions we have the more we place on the altar the more graces we will receive often we receive little is because we receive little because we ask for little So I'm going to be placing you and your family members on. Place as many intentions as you like. And the more intentions you place, the more pleasing to God. If you came late, at the beginning of the talk, I was talking about the priesthood. There is the ministerial priesthood, the ordained priest. And that's me. But also there is what is called the common priesthood of the faithful. And that's you. You're called to exercise the common priesthood of the faithful. And there's so many things, but I think this also should be said as you're celebrating Christmas with your loved ones. is offer your communion also for yourself. Because we're all sinners. We all struggle with battling with the devil, the flesh and the world. We all have those battles. So when you receive communion You should beg the Lord also for what is called a spiritual heart transplant. Yes. A spiritual heart... A spiritual heart transplant. Yes. Never forget when you receive Holy Communion you're receiving Jesus Christ. You're receiving his real presence. And as St. Augustine says, the total Christ. Not the partial Christ, the total Christ. And that means you receive his body, his blood, his soul, and his divinity. and that of course includes in his body it includes also his heart his most sacred heart is present in every consecrated host so my message today has been a more of a what's called a, a mystical a mystical sacramental interpretation of Christmas. Christ is truly born in Bethlehem today but he's born in the mass Christ mass the mass of Christ But there's one other place that he wants to be born. Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. There's another Bethlehem, and that's in your own heart. Jesus wants to be born in the very depths of your heart. So Merry Christmas to all of you. Try to contemplate the beautiful child Jesus in the depths of your heart, through the eyes and the heart of Mary, the mother of God.
1: Thou the mother of the church in your mother. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the and Son, heart. and the Holy Spirit.